ignition sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. This is Ignition. Welcome to Ignition, a radio show and podcast for the new evangelization. I'm your host, Dr. Chris Bergwald, and we want to launch your own efforts to explain the Catholic faith and to invite others to live it. Before we get into today's topic, we want to remind you that we love listener feedback. So if you've got questions about today's episode, ideas for future episodes, any complaints, we will take them. Uh, the best way to do that is by emailing us. You can use the email address ignition at sfcatholic.org. Again, that's ignition at sfcatholic.org. Or you can tweet to us at sfdiocese using the hashtag ignition. sfdiocese hashtag ignition. Uh, Father Dickinson is on retreat this week, so instead we have a occasional guest co-host. Last resort. Last resort. <laughs> Emily Hoffman is here. Uh, hi, Emily. Hi, Chris. How are you? I'm doing great. Long time no see. Long time no see. Emily and I work in the same office, the Office of a Discipleship and Evangelization, and she has uh, guest co- guest co-hosted um, Ignition before, but it's been a little while. It has. It's going to be back. It, well, I, we'll we'll see about that. <laughs> We'll see if I get invited back after this one. It might be a year again. I don't know. I think it was like a year, so I'm sorry wow. about that. That's, I won't take it personally. Okay, good. Thank you. It's not like I see you every day no. or anything like that. <laughs> Moving along. <laughs> um, actually, what, I, what, what Emily are going to be talking about today is an event that's coming up next fall, uh, an exciting event in the life of the church in the United States, and that is the World Meeting of Families, which is going to be held in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Have you ever been to Philadelphia? No, Emily? I haven't. Me either. We think, should go. I think I drove through it once. Maybe next September. Okay, great. <laughs> so See you there. <laughs> the World Meeting of Families is going to be September 22nd through the 27th, yes, of 2015. Um, and the 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 what people are really excited about is, it's still rumor, it's not officially confirmed yet, but, but the general consensus is that Pope Francis will be there. Have you ever heard of him? Pope Francis? Yeah. No, I'm not no, familiar. Yeah, familiar. <laughs> This is, this is going to be, be a long one. A long episode, people. <laughs> Hang in there, listeners. It will uh, get, it can only get better. It can only go up from here. Um, so world, the World Meeting of Families is something that uh, St. John Paul II started in 1994, every three years around the world. Have you ever been to one before? No, I haven't. Yeah, I don't think they've ever been. Actually, Mexico City. Really? A few years. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think Madrid was the last one. Every three years. Anyway, it's this this major event slash conference um, and, and people who are leaders in family ministry and then families gather mm-hmm. together uh, to, to talk about the family, I think. Something like that. <laughs> it seems as though there's a bigger um, excitement about this one for some reason, though. I don't know if they're, if the marketing is better or if, if just the location is a little bit more accessible for, for people, but <clears throat> there's definitely talks around the United States of- right of different churches, parishes, whatever, organizing trips for families exactly. to, to attend. To go to go to it. So um, definitely if this is something that your schedule will allow, you can con- consider going. The website for the the um, the meeting is www.worldmeeting2015.org. Worldmeeting2015.org. So uh, the reason that Emily are going to be talking about it in this episode is because there was a, a, a document that was produced, a preparatory catechesis for the meeting that was produced, just came out um, about the last month or two. Um, it's a joint publication of the Archdiocese of Philadelphia 
and the Pontifical Council for the Family uh, in the Vatican, of course. And the title, Emily, of the document is... Love is Our Mission, The Family Fully Alive. Love is Our Mission, The Family Fully Alive. And just the title itself yeah. is intriguing to me. Yeah. So yeah. What, 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 is the, what does the title say to you? What, how does it strike you? Just the title itself. Um, I think it brings about purpose. Love is our mission. You know, I think we're, I'm always looking for, okay, what's my, what's my biggest purpose, my, my bigger purpose, where am I and where am I going? Right. Love is our mission. I think it hits to the heart of what this entire document is about. And then secondly, that, that little, um, what's it called? Subtitle. Subtitle. Thank you. Um, the family fully alive. Something that's been on my mind in the last couple months is I came so that you might have life and mm. have it to the fullest when Christ says that in scripture. And I think this this document is really laying out that that principle of I came so that you might have life and have it to the fullest, the family fully fully alive. The, yeah, the, and not just you know. I think one of the temptations, and, and a lot of people talk about it as as Americans, is to become focused on ourselves and the, the rugged right. individualism. But the church reminds us: yes, each each of us has dignity, but there's also the family. The, it, we're born into a family. Mm-hmm. Most we grow up in a family, the vast majority of us. So, so the importance of the family, and and we're seeing this all sorts of ways. We have the Bishop Synod um, in October. We mm-hmm. have another synod next fall on the family. So the the place of the family uh, is is something the church is really being attentive to um, at this time in human history. Why do you think that is? By the way, uh, I asked the questions of this show. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I mean, <laughs> I'm new here. <laughs> There's just so much I want to learn from you, Doctor Bergwald. Oh my goodness! It's anyway. No, I. Um, why? Why do I think? I think it's because not okay. I think you know we talk a lot in our country about the decline of the nuclear traditional family, and the ramifications and repercussions that has in so negatively in so many different ways. But it's not something that's that's um, a problem only in the United States. It's a it's a worldwide issue mm-hmm. as well, and so the church being concerned for the yep. entire world, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think sees this as, as a major uh, obstacle to the flourishing of human life for one, you know, just that, that as men and women, that, that we be all we can be, if you will. But secondly, the church is also interested in this because it's in the family that the faith is most effectively passed on. And so if families, including Catholic families, are in decline one way or another, then that's going to have an, a, an impact on future generations of disciples. Yeah. What do you, why do you think that? <laughs> huh. Huh. Yeah, I, I I think it's so interesting. Even the the um, mainstream media is really catching on or or paying a lot of attention to particular things that Pope Francis is speaking about the family. Right. If yep. you've noticed, there's always these these often misconstrued titles or whatever of articles that are coming out in mainline media, mainstream media, and I think it's because there's such a confusion about what first of all, love is, and therefore what the family is and what the family um, is is called to be. So I think the church is really embracing this. The reality of family is love. Family needs to be a beacon of love and, and addressing some of the confusion and what that looks like. And again, don't you think that goes, well, you, you, you made the point, that reference to what Jesus said, I came that they might have life and have it abundantly or have it to the full. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is, that's Christ's desire. That's the church's desire. Yeah. And so if there's something, some systematic, some systemic problem that's that's preventing people from having abundant life, the church is going to be mindful of that and yep. draw attention to it. Yep. 
Um, so this is, a, again, going back to this text, this is a, a little book that's been published by our Sunday Visitor, again, uh, published by them, but but put out by the Archbishop, Archdiocese of Philadelphia and the Pontifical, Pontifical Council for the Family. Uh, this book is, it's only about just 120 pages long or so, not real long. It's an incredibly easy read. It's very obtainable. So this is, this is a resource that in our diocese, all of our clergy, our priests and deacons, were given a copy of this in October at Clergy Days. And it's also, also something that in our own office, Discipleship Evangelization, we're going to be developing some resources around. You want to talk a little bit about what we're going to be doing with this book in our office before we get yeah, into it? Yeah, absolutely. One of the things that our that our office has been uh, really focused on in the last couple of months is creating a training portal, an online training portal. And this is basically in response to a need that we've seen um, for training that can be reached across the diocese. So one of our goals in the office is to break this text down, um, love is our mission, into probably a series of, of six, five or six different training videos, which um, will be will be very short and end with some questions, things for discussion um, at the end of each. And and those will be made available through through our discipleship portal online, which is sfdiscipleship.com. Dot org sfdiscipleship.org and you can actually register to be uh, a user of the website and then you'll have access to these different videos and training. We're actually just getting started with them so they're not quite available yet, but stay tuned. Stay tuned. That's good. So That's my pitch. <laughs> so yes, as you were saying, so we're, we're going to be sort of breaking these down and teaching what the text says, but you also made it's, it's a pretty accessible document. I mean, if you want to order copies yourselves, um, you can get it from our Sunday Visitor Publishing, um, and, and what I really like about it, the the the, the bit of it that I've read, uh, really good questions just for discussion at the end of every chapter. Yeah. Um, I think there's like what, what twelve chapters or total or so. As you said, it's 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 a relatively easy read. Mm-hmm. Um, so so I think our hope as a diocese in our diocesan offices, my hope is that people would, whether the text itself, through the text itself, through our videos, um, through other other things, the website has other um, outlines and teaching aids for the text as well. The, the uh, not our, our portal website, but the, the website for the world meeting has some other resources as well. All these resources that are available that people would really dig into the text itself. What, we're, what are we gonna do today though? And the rest of the time in our uh, podcast here, our broadcast. I thought you were the one to ask the questions. Oh, that's right. <laughs> well, I just did. I asked you a question. Well, that's that's. A, see, when I say, "What are we going to do?" That's a question, Miss <laughs> Hoffman. I'll, I'll answer my own question, I guess. While Emily uh, gathers herself. Oh, um, funny. <laughs> What well, we're we're just gonna tease the document, right? Absolutely, yeah. Because I haven't read it yet. <laughs> so, I've actually read more of it than you have. Yes, that never I happens. Know you have. I'm feeling um, a bit like an overachiever there, over here. <laughs> for once in my life, I'm just gonna wow. glorify this um, for a second. Yes, uh, glorify yourself. That's that's what we do as Christians. Um, I'm growing no, in humility. We're, <laughs> anyway. Uh, <laughs> We're just going to sort of tease this document and, and unpack the first chapter in particular, maybe maybe a bit more. Yeah. Um, I, I know there's some things later on that, that you come across that you really liked. And if we get a chance, maybe we can tease some of that out. Yeah, too. absolutely. But uh, we begin, the first chapter is titled Created for Joy. Um, really? Yeah. What, what, what does that mean? Created for joy. Oh, I was like, wait, what do you mean? What do you mean? What does that mean? 
I love the first chapter because I think it absolutely lays out the foundation of what the entire text is trying to do. It starts with, um, and I'm, I just I have to read this because I think it's so good. Um, it points to something that uh, John Paul II um, proclaimed in his, in his very first encyclical. And he said, in man's history, the revelation of love and mercy has taken a form and a name, that of Jesus Christ. The revelation of love and mercy has taken a form and a name in that of Jesus Christ. And I think that reveals so much of the foundation of what this this text on the family is all about. What it means to love is, first of all, based on Jesus Christ and the love that he reveals and shows us. And that's really the the entire first chapter is is about this love. It's before it even gets into you know, what does it mean to be a virtuous man, a virtuous woman? It doesn't even start there. It starts with the fact that you are loved, Mm. that you are created, that you are good, and that the Lord desires you deeply. So I think it just, in in that we are created for that abundant joy. It's not, it's not presented in a way of, okay, here's the rules. This is what you need to do. It's, I came so that you might have life and have it to the fullest. You are made for joy. And in this, in in the document, it's, uh, it's an introduction to the entire catechesis that you are made for joy. And this, this will bring authentic joy living in this virtue of, of authentic chastity, as it talks about um, living in, in self gift in our relationships, particularly that of marriage um, or this, or the celibate, the single, the single life. Um, it all brings joy. It's we, you are created for joy. Which again, I mean, we, I think sometimes those of us who have uh, lived in the church, so to speak, who've, who've, who've been striving to live out our faith for, for a long time, we can forget that that's counterintuitive for a lot of people, including a lot of our, mm, our brothers yeah. and sisters in the, in the pews next to us, other Catholics. Mm-hmm. The fact that, that, that the, the church says living these truths brings abundant life, brings joy, mm-hmm. um, is not always what people would initially think when they think about, okay, if you're going to really live out the Catholic church's teachings, what's it going to bring? Mm-hmm. I, for, for, I think for many people, joy would not be the first or obvious answer. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think some of that stems from um, a culture that that really promotes individualism and you know, being, being able to do what you want when you want and that idea of freedom. And in the Christian sense, the more that you dive into that, it becomes very apparent that that's really not authentic freedom. And this, this text actually even lays that out and talks about what is authentic freedom. Authentic freedom is to be cre- to be able to be who you are created to be, no longer enslaved by passions or desires or, or you know, things that, that tear us away from that abundant joy that we're made for. As Instead, it allows us to live as we're, as, as yep. you were just saying, yep. the way yep. that we're meant to live. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. So we're to f- free to be all we can be mm-hmm. all we want to be all we should be mm-hmm. the other thing too you, that you you started there by reading from um john paul ii's first encyclical um on the re- the redeemer of man and that reminded me one of the other things that struck me just in the very beginning pages um it's on page five of the text itself uh the presentation of the document um there's a first there's an introduction to to what it's for the, the meeting next fall but then it it begins. It, it goes on and says this catechesis. So this text that 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 we're we're talking about. This catechesis explains how all of Catholic teaching about sex, marriage, and the family flows from our basic beliefs about Jesus. And again, that going back to what you how, how Jesus 
is the revelation of God's love and mercy. Um, and, and this emphasis uh, on on the centrality of, of who Jesus is and what he's done for us, that really struck me because that's something that we've been really emphasizing in our work in general, the importance of a relationship with Jesus Christ. And I think in this case, sometimes I think it's easy to lose sight of the fact that everything that we believe, everything we we do as Catholics flows from, is is related in some way to the person of Jesus himself and or his teachings. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and so even, even the, the, the hard teachings, uh, the beautiful teachings and the hard teachings, all the teachings about the ch- that the church has to offer us on the topics of, how does it put it, um, on the topics of sex, marriage, and the family, they all flow from our basic beliefs about who Jesus is. Yeah. And that just really struck me. Yeah. I actually, that's funny that you mentioned that because I, I literally underlined the very next sentence, um, which says this catechesis offers a narrative beginning with our creation, soberly noting our fall and the challenges that we face. And I think that's the other thing that I'm, um, that's, that's really speaking to my heart as I've been reading this is it takes into account the reality that life is difficult sometimes, right. that life is messy. Um, I think it it points to something Pope Francis said. Um, he said something along the lines of, of living together in marriage is an art and can be summarized in a few simple words. Please, thank you, and sorry. And I thought that was <laughs> Say so— that what, are th- what are the three words again? So, please, thank you, and I'm sorry. Mm. That's how Pope Francis says living together is an art mm-hmm. in, in the in the sacrament of marriage of being able to say these three things well. Please, thank you, and I'm sorry. And and that's and it's this reality of note, soberly noting our fall. The mm. reality that marriage is messy sometimes. Right. That relationships are difficult. That that stress enters in. That um, you know things with things things with your children, whatever it might be, are constantly dancing around us. Right. And so the the text is is based in reality that we are fallen and sometimes we're going to be mad and sometimes we're going to be irritated or annoyed or tired or ill. And please thank you. And I'm sorry, just a very practical, this is how you love. As opposed to maybe a, a, a false idea that, you know, once, once we commit or recommit our lives Mm -hmm. to Christ and and his church and the church, everything will be roses. Yep. That it'll be easy yep. and yep. da da da, yep. da and no, it's yeah. the, the struggle remains. We're still fallen. I'm fallen. M- you know, my family is fallen, and and even if we're not fallen, we just we have different perspectives and so on. And so there are naturally going to be disagreements that mm-hmm. that arise and and how you respond. So please, thank you, and I'm sorry. I'll, I'll mention those to my wife. I think she'll. <laughs> you can maybe even flip, fit them all into one sentence tonight when you get home. Uh, yeah. <laughs> No, I meant for her to use. Oh, That's see, this meant. is a, it's a mutual self-giving, oh, Chris. Oh, oh okay. So. <laughs> Virtue obtained on both ends of the spectrum. Amen. <laughs> so this is all, I mean, we're, we're just touching on a couple of things. Anything else, Emily, um, as you read the first chapter, Created for Joy, uh, that theme um, that really struck you? Everything. Um, I think it, the thing that I, that I, love about this and especially in the first paragraph can probably be summed on one of the last pages of the of the chapter um it's on page 30 of the text and it says for many love is little more than a warm feeling or physical attraction these things have their place but real love love that endures and deepens and satisfies the human heart over a lifetime which who doesn't want that a love that satisfies over a lifetime grows from what we give 
to others, not from what we take for ourselves. And I think that's that just stirs this this desire for greatness in me. It's inspiring in many ways. Well, this, why, why, how, this, how is that your desire for greatness? How is that related to love? Because I think every you know everyone has this this um, not this fairy tale in mind, but but in some regards this this desire for an amazing life to make a difference right. to do something right. to change. You know, we see that in even in in uh, like commercials for Nike or Under Armour or whatever, like these athletes are unbelievable, right? And they stir us. There's this, there's something greatness in them and their disciplines and in what they're doing. So there's something in the human heart that longs for that. And I think that this text is outlining the reality that that's a beautiful desire mm. and it can be obtained through the little things each day, through love. It, as you said, it grows for and the text, reading the text, it grows from what we give to others, not what we take for mm -hmm. ourselves. Mm -hmm. um, I think that's a pretty good definition of love. Mm -hmm. Oh, I absolutely agree. The other thing too, going back, and this goes back to the, I, I really like the, the um, each pair, each chapter rather begins with sort of a summary statement, yep. a theme. Yep. And I really liked the, uh, the, that summary statement for, for page 50. In many ways, Emily, I thought this, especially this first chapter, uh, was just a good summary of the basic gospel message. You know, you spoke yeah, to it a little amen. bit, the joy and so on. Yeah. This is the, the, um, the summary statement that begins chapter one. We are more than an accident of evolution. We are greater than the sum of, of our biology. God exists. He is good. He loves us. He made us in his image to share in his joy. He takes an active hand in our lives. He sent his only son to restore our dignity and lead us home to him. That's just, again, a beautiful statement of the good news of the gospel. Yeah, that's gold. <laughs> so so what, what does anything in, the, in that particular introductory paragraph, summary paragraph, strike you in a particular way? First of all, the very first sentence, we are more than an accident of evolution. Again, that desire for purpose. You know, it actually, I was just listening to your um, podcast from last week, I think with uh, Kevin Miles and Renee Leach that you had as, as um, guest hosts. And the whole, the whole um, episode was about having a purpose, right? What is your purpose? What is your, and what are you passionate about your purpose? And, and I think that's, we are not, or excuse me, we are more than an accident of evolution. And to me, that makes, that gives my life great purpose, that it's not just by accident that I'm here, but that I am created for a particular mission. And that gives me purpose. You, say that again. You're created for a particular mission created, and that gives and you that purpose. Gives, and that gives me purpose. So you, God created you for a reason and, and you, right. you're, you're fulfilled by fulfilling that reason. Yeah. By whatever that purpose, that mission is. It's a lot of fulfillment. A lot of fulfillment. <laughs> uh, God exists. He is good. He loves us. He made it as, and again, joy. He made us in his image to share in his joy. Um, I, I, we talked about this earlier, just to reiterate though, that's what we're called to, that God right. desires, God delights in us and desires that we would delight in him. Now that, not that we would, Jesus said, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Come to me, all you who are labor and are burdened, and I will give you rest. So the reality that, that God doesn't want, I mean, yeah, there's, you, you talk about athletes. I mean, there is the, the struggle that comes with striving for greatness, mm -hmm. for perfection. Yeah. But in the spiritual life, just as in the, the life of an athlete or a dancer or whoever, uh, it's worth it. No pain, no gain. 
has a spiritual reality as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that we're, we're striving to live an abundant life, a life full of joy. Yeah. And I think we, that can be discouraging. Often, we often are discouraged in this possibility. And I think that's something that, that has also st- has struck me from the text thus far in that, um, I think it, I think it's Pope Francis at one point talks about people are afraid to make these big decisions because we live in a culture that doesn't uphold them and uphold uphold um, commitment to okay. marriage. Yep. I think I think something yep. I think the divorce rate is something like forty seven percent right now. Right. That's a huge divorce rate, and that can be a little uneasy right. for intimidating. us. Intimidating. Right. You know, as especially as young people are discerning marriage, you know, people are getting married later and later and later in life. And I think some of that comes from this fear because it's intimidating. What's what's the holdup? But this text proposes a hope. Um, and that when our purpose is something bigger than just ourselves, me and this other person, and maybe some of the children that we will have someday, when right. it's bigger than that, right. then all of a sudden, marriage is not for me, and marriage is not for my spouse or my future spouse. Marriage is is for God, is for the good of the community. It's a self gift. It's it's beyond anything that's just about me. I'm not getting married for me. I'm getting married for for you, for him, for right. The world. It's, so not it's not just me. Certainly, married will die to people. I mean, but there's the reality. You can be very selfish in marriage, mm-hmm. but as you're just saying, it's not even about us as mm-hmm. the couple. Mm-hmm. It's about. Me, yes, it's about us, yes, but beyond that, as but you're just beyond. saying, it's for God as well. We we glorify God when we uh, live married life, when we live family life well, and to participate in His creation, right? In that way, that's something that the text outlines very well: is this this uh, unity that we experience in the context of relationships and particularly marriage, this unity that we have, this communion that we share in with God because of His his creative nature and right. he allows us to participate in that. So Emily, we've got about one minute to go. Any, any final closing, closing thoughts, something that really struck you that you want, that you think would be good to end with. All I know is I can't wait to continue to read this. And I highly, highly recommend it. Like, like I said before, I think it's very obtainable. Um, and it doesn't just talk about marriage, but it talks about love um, in, in general. So whether you are married, whether you're discerning marriage, I think this is a great text to really dive into and really um, help help grow your grow your heart and virtue and love. And you mentioned earlier, we discussed how we're going to be creating uh, videos based around this this resource. Uh, but I, again, I would encourage you to get a copy of the text yourself, consider reading it, um, studying it perhaps with your spouse, uh, with friends, if, if you're not married. Um, but I'm taking really, a trip this weekend and I think I might bring it along and ask questions along our nice, drive. Nice. Yeah, exactly. I mean, because it's, it's meant as, again, a catechetical resource, a preparatory catechesis for us to unpack what the church teaches about marriage. Emily, thanks for being here today. Thank you so much. This is great. Great. Uh, so that will wrap up this week's episode of Ignition. Again, you can email us at ignition at sfcatholic.org or tweet to us at sfdiocese, hashtag ignition, with any thoughts, questions, or topics for, you, for future episodes. And until next time, dear listeners, may Almighty God bless you. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thanks for listening. You can find archives of this and past episodes online at sfcatholic.org. 
Click on Media and then Audio Files. You can also subscribe to the Ignition Podcast in the iTunes Store. Remember to tune in every Thursday afternoon at 2 o'clock on Lamb Catholic Radio on 91.3 FM in Hartford and Sioux Falls and on 88.9 FM in Ipswich and Aberdeen or online at lambradio.com.